Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ghost Spider Groupies, the podcast dedicated to Gwen Stacy of Earth 65, also known as Spider Gwen and Ghost Spider, where we review her comics, discuss news, and give our opinions about all things Gwen 65. I'm Abigail. And I'm Pax. Uh, so, this week, Gwen Update, we have a couple of items. Um, if you're familiar with the mobile app game Marvel Strike Force, which I am not. Um, but this is big news in Marvel Strike Force. There is a symbiote takeover, whatever that means, and they've added Gwenum as a character. So, Gwenum's in a video game again. Well, yeah, this wouldn't be the first one. Uh, the only mobile game that I ever have from Marvel is Marvel Future Fight, where I do have the Gwenum skin, and the other place where Gwenum's been featured, well, again, as a skin is the Nintendo Switch's Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. You know, all these Marvel games, are they like cards? Like, is each character like a card, and you play it like a card? Is that, like, like it's a tabletop game, like, almost, but it's on a, it's, an, it's an app? Is that is that how it works? I think that's Marvel Snap. Uh, oh, Future yeah. Fight and um, Strike Force, they're more, I think, RPGs. Okay. Um, we're also getting uh, from... Uh, AIPT.com, um, the uh, first look at Melissa Flores's giant sized Spider Gwen. You froze. It's this webpage. It's this. It, there's so many adverts on this webpage, it's ruining my ability to record a podcast. I'm, I'm closing that tab. It's sabotaging me. Can you hear me? Yeah. You know what it is, right? There's so many adverts on that page, I can't even load it properly. It's, it like crashed the laptop that I'm trying to record with here. Uh, anyway, as I said, we have our first look and, a, and an interview with Melissa Flores regarding Giant Size Spider-Gwen number one, um, which is dropping um, quite soon. In fact, is it coming out before Spider-Gwen Smash number four? Because of the release schedule, yes, we, we have to point out that the release schedule for next month's Spider-Gwen comics is a little bit kooky. For some reason, Smash is going to be dropping the week after Giant Size. That, this, is, this is insane decision making. I don't, I don't know why they've done it like this. Like, I, it's really weird. I think it's the publishing house's problem. Maybe it's yeah. not Marvel's problem. Will we will we try and put our Spider Gwen Smash Number Four episode out before uh, the the giant size Spider Gwen issue? Yes, because it makes the most sense. It makes no sense to read the sequel series before the actual finale of said series. Yeah, it's it's really strange because also presumably it's going to spoil what's in the uh, Spider Gwen Smash Number Four. Um, yeah, did we did we mention this stuff about how it's it's actually not going to be very long in in the previous episode? Uh, I can't remember. No, we haven't. So it's also how many pages of new Spider Gwen content are we getting in this giant size Spider Gwen issue? Do you know? So despite it being called giant size, uh, it it's advertised as forty eight pages. That's just a whole book, but. Since I have a copy of Giant Size Spider-Man number one, that's uh, the Miles versus Dylan Venom issue. Um, there's only actually 20 pages worth of new material, and then the other 20 pages is just a reprinted issue. Yeah, which is so essentially this is just a normal single issue. This is not Giant Size. This is this is single issue plus no. 
plus that older one, uh, which is a shame. Yeah. I, and and the thing is, I I I would have been open to them having a, like a, like that B story, but the B story being uh, uh, old content is a shame. It is a bit of a rip off. I will say it's definitely because yeah. because you, you from a giant size, you, you want a double sized serving of Spider Gwen. It, if it's if it's just a facsimile of an older one, it's not the same. Yeah, even um, Chrysalis Gage and Todd Knox giant size Gwen Stacy. Now that was a giant size because that was five issues condensed into one giant size issue. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, and I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the decision making here was, but it, it does, it does feel like a bit of a cash grab. I must admit. Um, yeah. But yeah, that I think concludes our week going update for this week. It's not uh, not particularly action packed, I must admit. Now, probably um by the time we get closer and closer to the launch of Spider Gwen Ghost Spider Volume Two, I'm not putting the word "duh" in it. I'm just gonna assume just because the trade dress has been updated that it's a second <laughs> volume of Spider Gwen Ghost Spider. I I I I also suspect the same that it will just be called Spider Gwen Ghost Spider. But um, because they call it Spider Gwen the Ghost Spider, in my brain, this series is gonna be Spider Gwen the Ghost Spider, and that's how I'm gonna refer to it uh, in jest, uh, or even if that's not what it actually says on the book because it's going to differentiate it from Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider the first one uh, better so um, yeah it's just it's just a poking fun at their naming scheme that's all um, I don't think they'll actually name it that um, no. now that they've changed it um, so uh, moving swiftly onwards into the uh, meat of our episode today we are looking at Spider-Gwen Smash uh, number three. Uh, this is a currently releasing its brand new Spider Gwen 65 content, um, written by uh, Melissa Flores, uh, pencils by Enid Balam, inks by Elizabetta D'Amico, colors by Fernando Cifuentes Sujo, and letters by VCs Ariana Maher. And uh, yeah, it's um, it's a doozy. This one, folks. We're gonna we're gonna remember Spider Gwen Smash number three. We're gonna say that a lot. In the future, I, 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 the, the stuff they're trying to do here, we're going to be saying Spider Gwen Smash number three, the, the, the way we say, um, other important Spider Gwen issues that aren't coming to mind, like <laughs> Spider Gwen Ghost Spider number four, like that one, like that one, like how we mentioned that one a lot sometimes, maybe. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, all right, uh, are we going to get into it? Yep. So, you know, as always, we start with the synopsis just to get everyone on the same page. So if you haven't read it, why are you here? Yeah, go go get it from your local comic book store. So should we start kicking things off? Yeah. All right. So MJ, Glory, and Betty are getting ramen in Los Angeles near the Stark Industries Arena. MJ daydreams wistfully while Betty and Glory argue over the correct spice level for the ramen, the latter unable to handle the heat. At the next table over, Gwen, Dazzler, and Natasha are sat chatting about the tour. Betty heads for the restroom, which leaves Glory to chide MJ for not acknowledging her feelings for Gwen. She also heads to the restroom, hoping that MJ will use the opportunity to go talk to Gwen. Gwen, Natasha, and Dazzler go outside the restaurant to talk more, where they spot MJ, who initially tries to avoid them and call out to talk to her. 
Dazzler apologizes for taking up so much of Gwen's time, and right before MJ begins to speak, the possessed pixie swoops down and grabs her. Gwen has a hard time getting to the elevation needed to chase Pixie, so Dazzler provides hard light skyhooks for her to swing from. This is successful until the Hulk surprises and knocks out Dazzler, kidnapping her and leaving Gwen helpless on a rooftop to save either of her friends. In a derelict government facility somewhere out in the American desert, the scientist who has been plotting against Dazzler monologues about his love for the artist, not for her looks, but for her music and the emotions it spoke to. He relates this back to MJ, who is strapped down to an operating table, as both of them have unrequited feelings. Gwen goes back to her remaining bandmates, who comfort her with snacks and even touching on MJ's unrequited feelings for her. Natasha locates Rick Jones, whom they now realize must be the Hulk following them, so she and Gwen head out to find him. Passed out in an alley, and now back in his regular human form, he is hardly a match for the pair. Cuffed of vibranium back in a secure facility, he reveals the identity of the scientist responsible for his Hulk transformations, Bruce Banner. Dazzler awake strapped to an operating table as Banner's next subject. He gloats over having neutralized her mutant powers and of how he is going to help her as he helped her friends. In quotation marks, helped. Entering the room is a newly regenerated and empowered carnage. It's back. The sound. What an issue. Yeah, this is, uh, this one is. You know, the the Gwen MJ shippers have, have waited many many moons, many, many moons for 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 this outcome. And it's it's come after a very short ten years. Um, Do you think this helped that the issue came out on Valentine's Day? Oh goodness. You know, I didn't I didn't think about that, but it did, didn't it? Um Yeah, it is it is very it is very centered on that. So Bruce Banner is straight up. He, I mean, he's a stalker. Yeah. He's 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 an he's an outright stalker fan. Okay, he's the original Stan in this for Dazzler. Like, there's no there's no if ands or buts in it. That that is his entire character. There is no redeeming this man. Um, no, his behavior makes him look like a jackal 2.0. Yeah, he's so rapey like strapping them down and performing experiments and shit on on all these poor um characters uh i i i swear to he's he's a real piece of work i i I, he's he's a real villain another thing in common with miles warren um he's in love one-sided with the object of his affections yeah it is it is extremely similar to how the stuff with jackal went down it is beat for beat similar in some regards there is a very um similar sequence in Gwenum versus carnage where um mj is initially transformed sort of transformed um where jackal has her strapped down in the middle of nowhere facility in the middle of a desert somewhere and injects her with something and it turns into carnage right like that's how she initially like how this initially started and Jackal is, is of course, a, a, a stalker slash fan of Gwen, right? So uh, there's, the, the parallel is, is so close. It's, it's, it's almost exactly the same story, but they've swapped the villain out. I have to wonder why they didn't bring Jackal in for this story, given 
that they've they've done it so extremely close to how it's normally played. And also the fact that Bruce Banner hasn't gotten to be a Hulk. So at least so far, he's not no. the Hulk, right? So it's no. not even like they needed him to transform or anything. Like they, no. it, you know, it could have just it could have just been Jackal. I don't I don't know why they made the decision yeah. for Bruce to be well, the person here. <laughs> We don't even know. Uh, we only have one more issue of the series left to go. We don't know if he can actually turn into a Hulk himself. He just yep. made, uh, for all we know, he just had Rick turn into one just to be a test subject. Yep. But, and I have to bring this up. It's like if I had a nickel for every time MJ was kidnapped by a crazed scientist and strapped down to an operating table, I'd have two nickels, which is weird because it only happened twice. Yeah, I, I mean, and also if you think about it, like in the grand scheme of things, like there's there's not many issues actually. Like if you're doing a big Spider Gwen read through, there's only about ten issues between what Gwen versus Carnage number three and this, like ten to fifteen issues. So like like it's not like they're not that far apart from each other, and it is it is such a similar story, um, with obviously um, the same outcome, uh, which is clearly a choice is is to have her come back as Carnage, which is very fun. I, I am very pleased to see him, Johnage. But did you catch that instrument that Bruce used to summon her to the room? Is that supposed to be some sort of dog whistle or something? I didn't catch that. I'm I'm go- I'm going back through it now. Yeah, it's the part where he pulls something out of his pocket and plays it. That is interesting. It it may be right. Okay, I got I got two theories. So either it's a symbiote thing. He's figured out the symbiote response to sound. Or he has gotten all of the people he's turned into villains, right, are actually, um, he influences them with Dazzler's music. That's how it works. And that's why he's able to send them so easily to her concerts and stuff. It's like um, the, the part where that, um, that splash page where M. Jarnage enters the room, that f- uh, full figure reveal. Did you catch how the lyric is, unleash the beast, connect me to mine? Yeah, right. Because that line is played during her initial strap down to the operating table sequence. Um, yeah, I, th- the only thing I have to ask, right, is Rick Jones and MJ here both have these monstrous transformations, right? Where was that for Pixie? Like, where? Why? Why did? Yeah. Why is Pixie just got the green, the green shit? dust? Yeah, the green dust. Like they could have done some some cool cool stuff with a with a big fairy mutant. Where was that here? I don't, I, I don't know why they they went with this. And I feel like not showing um MJ's initial transformation. Uh, I feel like that was a little bit of cheating, having her be experimented on off panel. I think we may get more of it. I wouldn't call it yet. I've, I, I think the, 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 the way they've done this issue, and I didn't reflect it in the synopsis, but obviously, it, it, if you've read the issue, the, the initial lab scene with MJ is at the beginning of the book, and then the outcome and is everything else end. is a flashback. Yeah, everything else is a flashback, and then you get to the end of the book, and you see the outcome of her stood over Dazzler and that. So um, it, it may be that we get some similar flashbacking in the next issue, and we get like a second half um to this sequence where we maybe see more of her talking about her transformation or thinking about her transformation at the very least um and considering the fact that um m jarnage here uh since she doesn't rage out all crazy it look 
it seems like she's actually in control of her actions because I think any other symbiote possessed people, they would just be on a rampage. I don't know. I think I think um, the Bruce Banner's control is a bit more measured than what Noel's control was in uh, M. Jonage's initial appearance. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't I don't think she's inclined to be on a rampage within the very lair of the supervillain, yeah. which transformed her. I, I feel like uh, regardless of if she's influenced or not, she she's probably still aware of her actions. Yeah. Because, you know, Bruce, uh, his advantage over her is that, you know, he's preying on her insecurities for, you know, Gwen not reciprocating MJ's feelings for her. Yeah, I, I do. I think it's interesting, though. I, I, I can't believe they've waited until the third issue for them to really get into this. But um, th- what they appear to be saying MJ's had a crush on Gwen this whole time, I, which is... I, I, and, and, and the thing is, right, I'm a Gwen MJ shipper. Like, I, 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 I support that as endgame, right, for the, the two characters here. I, I, I really enjoy that. I think that is a good direction. There's not many characters from her comics where I think you know Gwen would really have a good connection with um that said they've had two issues before this one for you know MJ and Gwen to have like flirtatious connection or something um or or or, or hinting at maybe more romance because there is so much angst and there has been so much tension to the point of predictability right i think MJ has shouted at Gwen more than she has spoke to Gwen out of the past however many issues of spider gwen and that's that's mostly because gwen 99 percent of the time she's oblivious of mj's feelings about her right i but and and the thing is i i I do think maybe more within the latour and it was maybe a bit more balanced it was a bit more measured um i i think you know like you had more of like mj really trying to be friends with Gwen and reach out to Gwen and try and pull her back from like the edge and 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 kind of that dark side to her, um, and but they've they've really they've missed key opportunities I feel over the past uh, ten fifteen issues of of Spider Gwen for them to have really true uh, connection either either uh, of friendship or of romance. Um, I, I think there was the um, getting back from six one six where like Gwen commits to you know taking care of MJ and decarnageifying her which occurs right in the last few pages of Gwen versus Carnage Gwen is really trying to take ownership over their relationship and you know where things have gotten and you know how things got so bad between them um and and then they haven't done much with that it has just been more of MJ getting upset at Gwen and I don't know why why have they done it this way um and then waited at the last possible moment to go actually aha she had feelings all along like where are they going with this I think um yeah before the show we had this whole conversation about how um like MJ despite her feelings which are now apparent for Gwen that it seems like she's sort of settled for dating Glory because you know people want what they can't have so it feels like um by putting Glory into the equation mm-hmm. it kind of feels like that um mj settled for second best because she knows she can't have gwen i don't know I, and i think is i don't i don't know if that's even like the, the fairest way to to frame it because like it was always glory and mj right like in the latour run that was how they confirmed confirmed them to yeah. be gay initially was the you know um you, you, and and them as a couple has persisted i think mcguire even commented on 
like ever doing Gwen MJ is meaning essentially the breakup of Glory and MJ, which was one of the few sort of steady sapphic couples that you could find within um, Marvel Comics. And and I don't know what, what are they doing here? Like, because obviously, you know, um, and it wouldn't be unheard of for a punk rock uh, lesbian band to 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 have a polycule in it. Like they could they could just say, you know, what actually MJ is dating Glory and Gwen, and it's fine. Um, but but they don't they don't talk about that. They haven't acknowledged yeah, no. MJ and Glory as a relationship. They haven't acknowledged MJ and Glory as having broken up. No, but they did allude to a little bit in this issue at the beginning because Glory acknowledged MJ's feelings for Gwen and she said that she's tired of feeling like the third wheel. Yeah, like what's going on with that? Like, I honestly, this to me is the most compelling part of this comic series and it's receiving really the least amount of attention. And I don't, yeah. I, it's, it's, it's really, it's quite bizarre that they haven't, yeah. that, that they have hesitated to say, like and or at least say or show you know like mj and glory going through a breakup or going through a makeup or or, or whatever um and and I, that's, that's what really worries me about this is that they are glossing past that relationship to potentially introduce mj having a crush on gwen that it seems like isn't going to work out here i mean looking at things m m johnage is here for good you know didn't you um say uh the other week that if they were to go through the breakup um, it should be Glory who initiates it. Yeah, and I, I, right, and and I do, I do like that she clearly has agency in this situation, and she's the clear, like, um, she's the put together person, right? Um, I just, I, it, it just, it all kind of rubs me the wrong way. Like they've had four issues to really explore this band dynamic, and I don't, I don't feel they've gotten it enough, and and yet yeah, we get it. Like MJ's angry at Gwen for being flaky, for being a bad friend, but there's not a lot of dialogue going on there. Like Gwen, if she is a bad friend, let's hear make let's hear her make bad excuses. But instead, she's just kind of she she's just like she's not even interested. Like all of this MJ having a crush on Gwen. Do we know how Gwen feels about MJ? Like as a friend or as a potential romantic partner? Like, is Gwen gay? We don't even know if Gwen's gay. That's the other aspect here is all of this is being introduced potentially for Gwen to go, oh, actually, I, I don't date girls. And, 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 and that would suck, I think. Because the only uh, consolation that we have is that back in Shadow Clones, she had the hots for Mateo, but, you know, they're not using him here. Right. Like, like I, and it's, 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 it's jarring. It's jarring every time they introduced a romantic interest for Gwen. And then it's immediately... Like, is she still dating Mateo? Or... I mean, I, I mean... I don't know who who knows what goes on in New York, you know. Like I, I it, <laughs> stuff happens, you know. I mean, um, but like I just I don't. I it it is really strange. Like I don't. There's no continuity in the romantic interest of any of the characters here. But we're supposed we're supposed to be reading it like there has been a long history of this character or that character feeling a certain way, um, and it is it is really strange. I don't. It's so rushed. It's this is not how. I would have wanted them to sort of carefully and delicately handle the breakup of probably Marvel's only steady sapphic couple and, and, you know, confirming Gwen is gay. I don't, you know, and, and, and this is not, this is so rushed and knowing that Gwen is about to be thrown into the 616 in however many issues time to me makes everything feel so terminal here. Um, I I don't see how are they going to do M Jarnage if 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 Gwen's not on Earth 
65 to deal with M. Jarnic. Yeah. You know, how are they going to do Gwen MJ if MJ can't really move to 616? Yeah, keeping in mind that we only have 40 pages left worth of material to work with, well, accurately for Melissa Flores to present us with because, you know, 20 pages for the next issue and then the the whole big epilogue in the giant size Spider-Gwen number one. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, I'm, I'm looking at this situation, I don't think Melissa Flores anticipated they were going to send Gwen 616. I, 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 I don't think that, like, Stephanie Phillips really is anticipating potentially the impending confina- confirmation of this character as, as being queer and, 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 and being in a relationship with a woman. I don't, like, are, are, are they, is that seriously what they're going to do with her right before they send it to 616? Is that what's about to happen? Because that's going to look really bad. Like, the, the, I don't see any good outcomes for this. Because even if it is the case that, yeah, Gwen MJ's happening, she's immediately going to be, going to be exiled and everyone's going to be miserable because they, cause, cause they've, 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 like, put it right under our noses and taking it away. It would be so sad. Um, and I don't, I just, I, I, what's their end game? Like, who's the editor here? Who Who is responsible for this? Yeah. I have this weird feeling that maybe uh, Gwen's only dense with romantic feelings if someone is professing it to them and not the other way around because uh, she and Mateo, like they liked each other. Like she liked him and he liked her. But remember in the Latour run, Peter tried to ask Gwen out for the prom, but to her, she thought it was like just as friends. Oh no, th- sorry, not Peter. Harry. Harry tried to ask her out to prom, but Gwen brushed it off as like just friends. And when she said no, Peter practically spelled it out for her by saying he was asking you out, genius. Yeah, I mean, and that would make sense, like why she never really had, uh, you know, even when she really did try to go study with Harry, why why things never worked out, you know, maybe she was gay, maybe she did not like boys, and she was just, you know, she was figuring that out, and and, you know, like I, I just, I they they need to say some of this stuff, or they need to show some of this stuff in a, in a meaningful way that is is respectful of these characters it would also make sense why like gwen was never interested in peter in 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 65 and and that wasn't uh, that was that was a non-starter of a relationship you know like in if that's the direction they want to go with things you know the reason that gwen gets super buzzy is because she's she's queer and cool and you know I, but they're just i i don't how are they going to do this in 20 pages i don't we have one issue left really and then giant size and you know I, and and then she's in six one six, like there's no there's no time to delicately like this was this I, I, and it's why I'm like they should have had at least them flirt like they should have they should have been able to flirt or 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 at least MJ should have had like a way to sort of semi shoot her shot or something at some point in the previous two issues so that this could feel a bit more but this is out of nowhere this feels like they like, out of nowhere I am shocked like I, reading this genuinely shocked i i i i did not know where any of this would go i mean i anticipated m jarnage but the fact that the justification for m jarnage is is i i can't i'm i'm just talking for the sake of talking now i'm just i'm absolutely gobsmacked that this is what they decided to do with this i i yeah i i yeah, yeah, we're probably in for another round of M. Jarnage talking like a jilted ex-lover like 
she did all the way back during Gwenum versus Carnage. There, yeah. she acted like a jilted ex-lover. She did, and you know the signs were there. Like, I really do think there's a solid foundation for them to work from. I really, really do. They just they need to have them actually talk to each other. Like, they need to have a conversation. They need more than. I feel like the only non-hostile conversation they've had has been Gwen going, "Hey, do you remember when we were at Madison Square Garden last?" And MJP had like, "Yeah," oh. and that was it. That was it. That is the that is the only positive interaction for fifteen issues of Spider Gwen. I need to stop talking. I need to let you talk. I'm sorry. And <laughs> I was just gonna say, I, I I keep randomly thinking back to that moment in Shadow Clones where um when Gwen was talking to Gwen Ock about um like where she's at with her relationship with Mateo, and then Gwen Ock goes on this r- weird tangent about how uh, normies ne- need to know like if they're gonna be dating Gwen they need to know their place in their relationship yeah yeah I don't like there was so much room for them to really unpack Gwen's weird relationship history she's had a really weird relationship is she's had at like where is Harry Osborne like where is well, you know Maguire wasn't allowed to tell us yeah Maguire Maguire didn't want to tell us I think in case because she had like some fun reveal to do with him but like I just you know, I'm I'm yeah. I'm sorry. I'm really scratching my head because this is my desired outcome, right? Like I wanted Gwen Gwen MJ, like Endgame Gwen MJ all the way, but like not like this, like yeah, not like this. Let's, let's look at Gwen's relationship history. Let there's uh, two failed dinners with Harry. Mm-hmm. There was a nothing burger for Kosei. Kind of a weird like will they won't they with Mateo because yep. he was just there. In my head, I have someone, but you know, it's non canon. Okay. <laughs> but practically, yeah, that's Gwen's entire relationship history. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's weird. It's, it's like, it's the complete opposite of Miles' comics. So you, you read Miles' comics, he's got like a fleshed out love interest every five issues. Like, I, I don't, Gwen's, Gwen's, yeah. Gwen's just like, has, has these most like superficial flyby relationships uh, that, that you'd never see the end of. Like, literally, like, they, they just leave and you don't know it. I, I, but maybe let's just say Gwen's a strong, independent woman that doesn't need nobody. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I, I, the, the, like nobody's got a voice here. Like MJ and Gwen don't get, don't get to talk about their feelings, not in any real meaningful. way. Glory talks more about MJ's feelings than MJ does, and I suppose that's an interesting character dynamic. But I just. Yeah. No, the last time Gwen and MJ had to deal with their issues about feelings, Carnage came out to play. Well, Carnage is here now, so it it needs to happen. It needs to happen. I yeah. I yeah. So it seems like if they want to talk about their feelings, they have to do it with their fists. Yeah. It's um yeah, I I but we need to get away from this because we're going to end up talking about it again with the yeah. the reader comments so we should we should talk about the other things that happen in this book because other yeah. things happen in this book um uh we get the confirmation that dazzler is indeed a mutant there are mutants on earth 65 dazzler yeah. is one of them yeah i get um when bruce said that he's done extensive research on her even though that's not his area of expertise that got me thinking ever since the um, Melissa Flores' interview with AIPT came out for Giant's Eyes number one. She said that in this book, she's going to introduce uh, Dazzler's half-sister who was kidnapped 
in the first issue, Mortis, a.k.a. Lois London, uh, that got me thinking, what if Lois was secretly in bed with Bruce? Figuratively, not literally. <laughs> and that's how... Um, that's how Banner would know how to study Dazzler's DNA through her half sister. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, it'd be, that would be a heck of a reveal for the fourth issue. Like, I feel at this point we're revealed out. So, I think what we've got is what we've got for yeah the remainder of Melissa Flores' time on the Spider Gwen comics. And plus, you know, Lois is an obscure X Men villain in the comic. She's pretty antagonistic towards her half sister. Yeah. Yeah, so it would make sense that she's the same person here. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we we get quite a bit of Dazzler in this. We get we see uh, Dazzler do um hard hard light projections, um, like little sky hooks. Yeah, because yeah, she has light based powers. Well, accurately, she converts sound into light. That's why she uh, she makes a living as a singer. She can make as a whole uh, blinding light show. Yeah, it was it was fun actually because there's this interesting sequence where Ghost Spider doesn't have enough buildings to swing on in in LA to get up to like Pixie's height. Um, so there's there's a couple. Of, there's, I really quite enjoyed the the team up with like Dazzler, where like Dazzler's doing these hard light sky hooks for Gwen to swing from, like she's in a Spider Man video game, um, where she can like swing from nothing. And then uh, the other team up was with. Black Widow, where like Ghost Spider and Black yeah. Widow kidnap and interrogate uh, Rick Jones. That that's a yeah. that's a brief sequence in the book as well, which I really enjoyed. Where this time Natasha actually gets to wear a super suit, where it kind of that's reminds just... me of a uh, a hybrid between her classic Black Widow suit and the winter suit that she wears in her MCU movie. Yeah, um, it was yeah. The, everybody's got outfits now, um, yeah. and. But strangely, she uses a taser gun instead of her classic gauntlet, the Black Widow's Bite. Yeah, maybe maybe that's yet to be developed. Um, but yeah, I'm, I like Natasha sixty five. She's fun. Um, yeah. I like her as a as a character in this, and and I think the 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 them kidnapping Rick Jones and interrogating him, and and him dropping Bruce Banner's name, like the reader's gonna know it. Um, well, I love how blunt Natasha is in this world. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. Actually, I will say this is like the, that whole dynamic is really cool. I, I quite like the idea of, of Gwen having a band that is, that is, you know, at kind of her level. Like, um, I guess this was kind of always the thing that was presented in, in Spider-Gwen comics. Typically the band is, is a liability in some way. Like they're not really, except for maybe the Halloween issue that we're going to get a reprint of soon. They don't. They don't get to be a part of the action in the same way. But like, I really enjoyed like, you know, the the team up nature of of having Dazzler and Black Widow and and kind of them needing to train and and take on these villains. It, it works. And but you know, we still need that whole story about how Natasha was able to make Sue Storm go away. Yeah, honestly, there are so many interesting stories to tell in Earth sixty five. I'm just, I really, I am. And I don't think we're going to be right. Like I, I genuinely, as a podcast, as as Spider Gwen fans, I don't think we're going to be right. At least not until Spider Gwen the Ghost Spider starts coming out, and we start getting those issues, and we can start really like exploring that dynamic. We're just going to spend all of this time in sixty five going, well, this is fun for now, yeah. um, <laughs> and 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 just being horrendously disappointed in 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 however many 
um issues time i i yeah i i it's um yeah you know it's funny we're three issues in and not once have we brought up you know the possibility of uh taylor swift being dazzler yeah yeah because that's a popular fan cast no i'm um we well we haven't had the um so dazzler uses a a, a tour bus to get around um not not a private jet so it wouldn't be very accurate really would it um no it's not big enough um, carbon footprint but you know um but uh just to set the record straight uh don't get your hopes up dazzler's not gonna be in deadpool and wolverine no i mean that that, has that script leaked does do we kind of know who's going to be in it or uh or is it all Uh, no but zeb wells is a co-writer for the script he says dazzler's not in it okay I think it would be a random place to introduce Dazzler anyway. Reading this entire series, um, the correct way to read comic books is to have voices in your head. So I have Taylor Swift voicing Dazzler here. That's my... Fair enough. Um, I mean, they're both blonde and American, so... And, and singers. And singers. Yeah, I mean, that's all you really need. Uh, who else do we get? We get uh, Rick... We, get, we do get a bit more of Rick Jones. He's... Um, he he is responsible for uh, Dazzler getting kidnapped. Even in this, he's he did it's the exact same move yeah. as the last one, where Pixie comes in, distracts them, and then Hulk just comes out of nowhere and murks and murks them. Yeah, and he doesn't remember his episodes. Yeah, he he they do in fact confirm this. He he was he is in fact an alcoholic, and and, yeah. it, and it, that was taken advantage of. And and this is this is like that. It's kind of this awful reveal for him is that he has to be like he got exploited. So I guess that would mean that like Bruce just walked in on AA like during a random meeting and happened to meet Rick. Or I don't even know if uh, Bruce himself is an alcoholic. I know his father was. Yeah, I, I. Sorry, not Bruce. Rick is an alcoholic. Not not Bruce. Sorry, I've. No, but but Bruce's father Brian is an alcoholic. Oh yeah, yeah. It's um, uh, it, it's it's uh, it's quite intense actually. I felt I felt really bad for Rick. Because uh, I don't, I don't think there's any easy way for him to have gotten out of this. Like this was done to him, and they're so angry at him, and they're interrogating him, and it just it did not feel very fair. Like narratively, it was very unsatisfying. And the previous issue, you know, he insisted he didn't have a drinking problem, but here, you know, he admits that he's enrolled in a program. Mm. Yeah, so that's uh that's a whole uh, dynamic going on, and. Uh... So I guess it seems like, yeah, Bruce has been attending these AA meetings and probably under the pretense of making Rick better. That's how he was able to turn him into the Hulk. I think he was. Yeah, I think I think I think that's, I think we must have been targeting him on account of his relationship to Dazzler. He went like he was the easiest one for him to get to within the band. Plus, um, we don't even know if he used Rick to get to Pixie. Maybe I don't. We don't even know Pixie's whole story. Yeah, I, I'm. Pixie's not been because she was always kidnapped, wasn't she? From the first one. Yeah. Was who else has been kidnapped then? So Lila. Yeah, Lila Cheney. Yeah, and uh, Lois. So Lois, Lila, Pixie, Dazzler, MJ. That five, that five, Rick sort of, but Rick's rescued now. Yeah. So, like, Bruce still has like five, what five, five people under that we know of. Okay, that we know of, yeah. yeah. Which is a lot of characters. I, I, you know, I wonder if we're gonna get like, I mean, I don't, I don't see Gwen 
taking them all single-handedly. I'm, I'm really intrigued as to how it's all going to sort of play yeah. out in the next issue. But uh, Pixie here, I wrote down, does that look like she's wearing an X-Men costume? Because that's the same suit that she wears back in 616. Uh, that looks like an X-Men costume. It's got that yellow and black. Yeah. Yeah, it does look like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that would be a really interesting thing for them to introduce is is, is the X-Men 65. But yeah. uh, I, I guess we'll, I, I, don't, I don't think we're going to get that here. I think, I think this is the most we're getting is 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 uh, Bruce calling Dazzler a mutant. Um, yeah. But yeah. But um, I feel like another creepy thing to add to Bruce. So when MJ was kidnapped by Pixie, you know, she was wearing a green dress. Hmm. And yet when she was strapped to the operating table, does it seem like Bruce changed her clothes? I wouldn't put it past him. It seems like that Jen's gonna have a hard time defending him in court. I think maybe she's like wrapped up in like canvas or like a suit or something. Like I don't think that's Yeah. Or maybe Jen wouldn't take Bruce's case because of conflict of interest. Yeah, something like that. Um yeah, it's not super clear with the clothing change there. I don't think it's an inconsistency though. I think it's I think it's a choice. It's still weird if it turns out that Bruce just changed her clothes. Yeah. Yeah. But you do see him, like, he has MJ hooked up to a machine. You know, she's got something on her head. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what's quite gone on there. Maybe some kind of, like, electro shock thing where they've, like, zapped. If it turns out that he uh, managed to reawaken the Carnage symbiote through electricity. Yeah. Something to that effect. Um... And then later he has to use that special dog whistle. Yeah, something. Yeah, that or or, or uh, yeah. No, you're right. It's it's. Uh, I, I'm really intrigued. I, I really hope they show more of it. But the design, um, like as much as I like uh, Enid's lines, um, it's kind of weird to see M. Jarnage, you know, wearing a ponytail. I liked it. But she, she looks more like a classic Cletus Cassidy. Uh, she doesn't even have the glowing yellow eyes that um, Flaviano's design had. Yeah, I mean. Don't get me wrong, like Flaviano is probably my favorite Spider Gwen Ghost Spider artist of all yeah. time. But um yeah, I think the, the the this this new take on Carnage works. And and I think the change makes sense given like there's a clear there's a different scientific reason that she's transforming. So it would make sense that she has a costume change too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it seems like that Bruce has like managed to get her to her second form already. Yeah. Yeah, she's because the first form is what we're used to. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I, I forget. I forget that was the thing. There was two phases to 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 M. Jarnage and Gwanam versus Carnage. There's the initial one where her face is very visible and like it's just it's like slightly contorted into like a Carnage expression, but it's still her, her face. And then it transforms for the third issue where she is just like fully Carnageified. Um, she doesn't have the tongue here either. No, yeah, that's the thing that gets me. Where's the tongue? Every um, M. Jarnage art so far has always showed tongue. Um, well, yeah, in both forms anyway. Like, I feel like maybe every artist has their own preference. I know is that like, whenever I commission or even in official cover work, like artists who draw M. Jarnage, they either take the Flaviano approach where she, you know, looks all, you know, gruesome. And then there's some others who take the Ken Lashley approach. Yeah, Ken Lashley was much, yeah, was a bit cleaner. But yeah, I think, I think like you said, this is a more traditional Carnage take. Uh, and it isn't going to be Flaviano, but I think I like that it's unique. Um, and it's not trying to be 
someone else's carnage you know i'm 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 i i can't wait to kind of see her in action again and see her talk hopefully and 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 have maybe a heart to heart with gwen but who do you think um david nakayama who does he lean more towards to ken lashley or flaviano oh definitely ken lashley 100 percent ken lashley i yeah. in fact more i don't even think he's he's looked at any interior pages of, of m johnage i think it's all it's only ken lashley so yeah and then um, when i commissioned ibon koeo he did his own thing he did, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's really one of those things you can kind of have fun with. Like, I think it is. It, symbiotes are fluid. Like, they will change, and yeah, and it makes but, sense. But yeah, he but he gets brownie points for including the giant axe, which um, yeah, MJ looks naked without the uh, giant pink axe. Yeah, that's just what I'm gonna say. There might be opportunity for her to get it back in some way here. I think we might be. Uh, it's been teased that uh, we're gonna be seeing her giant axe again in issue four. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think I think that might sum up our conversations we had about this issue. Um, except for oh, um, did you notice that Gwen's still wearing her Chuck Taylor high tops? By the way, she is, and I'm glad that it is. They're here to stay. Um, they they better be here to stay. No, giant size number one, she's not wearing those high tops anymore. In the cover? No, in the interior, in the preview. Was she wearing in the interiors? Just her um, back to normal uh, chucks. Not high tops, just the standard ones that she's wearing. Oh, the ones that kind of blended? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I think that's fair. I think that's just preference. Yeah. How do we how do we feel about this issue then? What's our, what's our, is there a sort of closing opinions here about about this this particular issue mm, honestly for me it's, it's kind of feels like um a little bit of a cop-out for you know not showing you know mj transforming into carnage because the whole issue i feel like was just a bunch of exposition oh that um you know it turns out that oh banner's been taking advantage of rick during his aa meetings or whatever and then banner's using that information that uh mj's frustration towards gwen he's trying to use that to relate to her yeah and yeah there's also that reveal that uh dazzler is actually familiar with banner wait what i didn't catch that back in the operating table where she's strapped down she's like i know you from the concerts oh okay i yeah i mean she just recognizes him as a fan like she doesn't know him outside of the like out like as a person but yeah, but yeah, I kind of feel like um, yeah, the pacing was kind of like all over the place because you know we, it this is mostly a flashback issue, but I'm still excited for you know always more Mjarnich to come. Yeah, me too. I I think I ranted a lot about how I felt lately, but yeah, I do. I have very mixed feelings about this. It does feel like they are throwing a lot at the wall right now, and I it will really depend on issue number four and the giant size issue and whether or not it sticks for me. I I don't think that you can just toss in. MJ having a crush on Gwen without, you know, wanting to really have a conversation between those two characters. I, I think that's a really fun plot idea. Clearly, people people have wanted it for a long time, um, but but they need to do more with these characters to to justify having that kind of a big revelation. Um, and and I, I I really I really I want to see more from these characters. Um, and and you know, um, I, I just, I'm, I'm just really worried they're not going to have the time to really, you know, make it connect. And I would be very disappointed with the situation where they essentially broke Glory and MJ up, and then proceeded to not pair MJ and Gwen together. 
um, the sort of breaking any. That would just be rebounding it. Yeah, well, I mean, but but right, I mean, it would be. Um, it is. That's what it is, right? Um, but like, it, it just breaking up, you know, um, a, 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 a sapphic couple to then, you know, not create another. Uh, it would be a loss uh, of a very sort of particular type of representation that Marvel Comics don't do a lot of. Um, I, you know, I think it would be very tragic, really, if, if that was the direction they went to. Is yeah, you can have MJ admit that she has feelings for Gwen, but uh, she has to be evil now, and they won't be together. Is um, I, I think a lot about Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn with their comics is that they often they don't get to be together, particularly often under very similar story dynamics and circumstances. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued, um, but I'm I'm very very wary of of how they're going to handle this. Um, I think over in Six One Six Land, um, there is some sort of similar you know ship for MJ and Felicia. Yes, there is, especially yeah. with Pete not seeming to get back with mj ever so no because i compare uh, um mj and felicia to uh cora and asami mj is cora pete is mako and felicia Mm. is asami yeah it's very similar there's even a uh, preview page unpenciled and un no not unpen uncolored and unlettered (laughs) it's it's a blank white page (laughs) (laughs) where uh, like after felicia pulls off a heist that's you know against her will she goes back into her jet where she's uh greeted by mj sitting on the uh window but the thing is the most prominent shot of mj being on the jet window is her dump truck ass great great like showing it in front of felicia's face poor mj just getting drawn like that all the time um anyway, I, I think the comments that we're getting from people uh, are reflecting kind of just that this is a lot to drop on on the reader a few issues before it uh, two an issue before it ends basically two issues before it ends um should we start with the reddit comment or the mailbag how about if i read the reddit comments and you read the mailbag um, and that way we can okay we can respond to them that way. So, uh, brotherly underscore shove underscore two one five underscore says, kind of weird that they'd wait until Gwen is about to leave her Earth again to confirm that MJ does have feelings for her. Um, which yeah, yeah, that's what I've been saying. Uh, Italian Noddles says, I'm kind of lost. Isn't Gwen dating Matteo from Shadow Clones and isn't MJ dating Glory? How come that's seemingly forgotten? I think it's entirely plausible that things went nowhere with Matteo. Things like these happen. Clearly, it has happened for Gwen before. Uh, MJ no longer dating Glory is, I think, a bigger thing um, that that that's going unacknowledged is 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 kind of, or maybe it has been acknowledged here, and they're just you know they're just rolling with it. You know, everybody's chill with it. I don't know. It's um, uh, yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's uh, it's it's it's. You know, I think, I think I think this is the general sentiment among people reading these books is that just this kind of out of nowhere. Just to take a tangent, um, did the band ever actually get to play in Los Angeles? This was never seen in the issue. I think it's I think it's like hinted at. I think they played at the concert venue, but it wasn't like nothing came of it apparently, or or, or rather, this is the run up to the concert, like in the day or two before. Um, but either way, I don't yeah. think the LA concert's happening. Um, you mean LA or Vegas? They're in LA here, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And their last stop's supposed to be Vegas, where you wish that they right. would uh, take their fight to the sphere. Yeah, are they doing the sphere? Do we know yet? 
I don't know, but I did look it up, and the Sphere is the largest concert venue in Las Vegas. Yeah, it's plausible. It could be in the Sphere. They could destroy that stupid, stupid, giant advertising Sphere. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, back to the comments. Uh, we have we have an email, an electronic mail. Yeah, and this is uh, from... Uh, they didn't provide a name, so I'm just going to refer to them by their screen name. This is from Lumbering Crane. And this is about that little comment I made about Valentine's Day thing. So it says, Hi guys, I've been listening to the podcast thanks to the recent spike of Spider-Gwen content. Really enjoyed the episode so far. Just wanted to say something regarding that small comment at the tail end of last episode from Abigail, me, about the Valentine's Day release of Smash Number 3 and that whole bit about MJ Gwen shippers. It just made me kind of realize that if they're ever going to take Spider-Gwen into some romantic arc in the future, the one of the most foundations so far for that this is uh, really only MJ, despite how one may feel about her being mean at times. This is a doozy, so you might want to stick around. Yep. Uh, and this weird light bulb moment led me to think about it some more, and I realized that from aside her dad, the only one she's had constant communication slash connection with in Earth-65 across multiple runs with different writers is MJ, especially considering she was even there during the two separate clone miniseries. Yep. I even got to think back to the Latour run, and there's some usable foundation there, too. Like how MJ was the first to clock Gwen as Spider-Woman, if I remember correctly. Yep. I think depending on how they set up the eventual conflict with MJ Carnage at the end of Smash, transitioning into the giant size issue that also involves MJ and especially the big transition to stuck in 616 run I can still see them head in that direction if they wanted to even with all the tension between Gwen and MJ so far it'd be so weird though with the latter development because either they make MJ follow into 616 two MJs in 616 how does that work with the whole same name same face and same name or they get separated, so it's obviously a dead connection alongside everyone else in Earth-65. P.S. I will admit part of why I'm biased with this direction is that I think Miles is already good with his current partner. It's a cool, stable relationship with Tiana. Nice chemistry there. And it'd be such a bummer, in my opinion, if they mess with that for the usual synergy with movies, etc. Yep. Or they do the 616 run would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Yeah, that was a doozy. Yeah, so I I want to congratulate this listener for sending in this email. Clearly, uh, they have acquired the ability uh, to prophesy. Uh, they can see the future, um, and and clearly, clearly, they knew something we did not because they sent this in well before this issue comes out. I don't I don't know when the timestamp is exactly on that email, but it, this, was, this was a good few weeks ago now, uh, since our last episode was recorded, but, um, but well before this issue came out. So what, like, they, they sent all of this on the ball, on the money, you know, winning all the bets. Um, I, yeah. Um, uh, the, the, so we've, we've already spoken a lot about Obviously, Gwen and MJB being together because they, they did get together. Um, uh, well, sorry, or rather, the, 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 those feelings were confirmed at least from MJ for Gwen. So, 
um, yeah, I, I think the only other character who could compete with MJ in terms of having had a lot of talking time with Gwen and, and you know, being a potential romantic interest is is Harry. Um, he is the Harry Osborne is the only other character that that that, uh, that, that could that could plausibly be sort of this long term situationship, like MJ. Um, but but even he didn't he didn't make the cut for the two clone miniseries. But MJ is there in both of them to chart Gwen for this or that. So, um, yeah, like MJ is the longest running situation chip that you could plausibly have for gwen so um yeah well done listener uh what was this uh, what was this person's name lumbering crane well done lumbering crane for acquiring the gift of prophecy oh my goodness hold on and this is not disparaging i'm i think i'm just having a stroke just after reading that email Oh no, that's that's valid. Uh, the the other uh, aspect to your, uh, to the email of uh, Miles and Gwen. So Gwen and Miles, just I don't, I do not think that that is a no. Yeah, that was just a Bendis thing. No other writer wanted to touch that. Yeah, I and also I do think, especially for the sake of corporate synergy, to go into like you say, going into Miles's comics, derailing his current relationship to reawaken what is considered possibly one of the worst Miles and or Gwen comics. Um, to sort of try and pick the pieces up from that because they happen to do this relationship in a film well that's not connected to any of this I think would be a shame Miles clearly he he has his romantic interest his romantic partner that he currently has um, I I do not think should be derailed for the sake of Gwen I I do think this would be a really bizarre thing to do I I don't but I do worry about it because you know these editors they clearly they're they're not thinking about continuity you know no, it's mostly about synergy because not everything has to be synergized. Some of sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. It doesn't. And when you try to push it, you know, you kind of get bitter feeling. I'm still really salty about the way they handled Kamala in the comics right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, and 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 who 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 else knows what they're going to do? Because like, I just. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule it out as a possibility, but it should not happen. I do not think Miles and Gwen should happen, even if Gwen moves to six from six. Yeah, like I'm genuinely happy that Iman Vellani is writing her right now for her two mini series, but not like this. Yeah, I, I, do, I just, and, and the, 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 you, you don't know what they can do with these characters because at the end of the day, clearly the people making the films and the television series do have some kind of override power with, with the ability to say, well, actually, you know, your comic needs to reflect the piece of media that's coming out or whatever. To, yeah. But I just, I, I do think it would be really gross to go up to, you know, Cody. Uh, who's wait? Who's writing Miles? Miles? Yeah, Cody Ziglar. It is Cody Ziegler. I, I think it would be really gross to go to Cody Ziegler and say, actually, all of this stuff you've planned for Miles, irrelevant now. We've moved Gwen into 616. Pair them together. like, And and then all of a sudden, you can't use these characters in the same way because they have to overlap or they have to cross over in this or that now. And I, just, I, I think characters should date people within their own books. I don't think characters should be dating other characters from other books by other writers that, that aren't necessarily interested in that particular character arc. I, I don't... It should be... Uh, it has to be a uniform decision across whoever's writing it. So either it has to be the same person or everybody has to be on board. I do not think Cody Ziegler wants to write this. I don't think anybody wants to write Miles Gwen, frankly. No, but I think uh, it's implied that uh, Gwen might have some new OCs going into 616 during the Phillips run because it says she'll make new friends and new enemies. Maybe it's people we haven't seen before. Yeah, she's going to have to make a whole new rogues gallery from scratch. 
she's gonna ha- she's gonna have to get completely new rogues. She's gonna have to get completely new supporting characters. I because do- because I don't think most of them are gonna be able to make the transition, if any. So it's it's uh, we're heading towards a completely new paradigm if she is gonna be on six one six long term. Maybe a six one six has a bodega bandit of its own. Yeah, one one can hope anyway. Um, but yeah, I think uh, does that does that close out our issue? Uh, our issue, our podcast I- episode. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. well, that, that, this one, this one was, um, wow, I can't believe we're here, you know, all these years later, talking about Gwen MJ being reality. This is, um, yeah, what a world. If you worship to know, maybe you'll get what you want. Yeah, maybe. No, it's a monkey's paw situation. You, you, you get it, but it, it comes out all weird. Um, anyway. Well, <laughs> well, remember, Null's a dickhead. Yeah, Null is. Yeah. So, uh, next episode, we will not be reading Giant Size Spider Gwen, even though that is technically the next issue to come out in um, the order of uh, time passing. Um, so, but we'll be reading Spider Gwen Smash Number Four first, and then Giant Size. We'll have we'll have a week. We'll have back to back week to week. Uh, episodes coming out for the, both of those. Uh, we're going to put links in the description for where to buy and read comic books because it's hard, but specifically for Spider Gwen, so that you have her reading list, um, uh, as well as also the uh, link for to, to buy the comic digitally on Amazon slash Comicsology, whatever's left of it. Um, please read Spider Gwen Smash. Read Smash Number Three. Read Smash Number Four. Let us know what you think. Like the world is what what is going on, folks? What do you think? How do you feel? And pre-order number one of Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider Volume 2. If any more listeners have acquired the ability to prophesy and see the future, please also email us, because apparently this is something which exists in this year 2024. So um, if if anybody else has interesting insights or predictions on what they're going to do with these characters and these books that that we haven't seemed to have touched on yet please let us know because because i'm 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 just frankly we, we've had some emails lately that have really they've shaken me they've shaken me so yeah basically uh everyone they should be madam webbing this shit madam web uh, yeah, yeah yeah which just came out yeah that did i've been seeing those reviews they that film it's pretty bad they say it's better than morbius but setting the bar pretty low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on a scale of Morbius to what's a good Venom. Venom, Venom. Yeah, Venom's the best one. Venom's the best Sony super. Yeah, um, that's, that's, it can't be any better than Venom. It's never. It's like oh dear. Oh Sony, Sony Spider Verse films. What what was going on with those? Maybe uh, they should just let Lord and Miller handle Sony's Venom verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, I don't know. I don't trust Lord and Miller. They 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 crunching their stuff too much. I think. Um, but yeah, oh goodness, what is what is going on? What is you know who's making this stuff? Who 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 are they finding anyway? Um, so yeah, please let us know what you think. Uh, follow us at GS Groupies on Twitter, formerly known as X, and uh, email ghostbydegroupies at gmail with your thoughts if you have them. I also check up a Reddit thread occasionally, um, and you can if you put your comment on that, we'll probably read that as well on the podcast. So um, yeah, um, support us on uh, Kofi uh, if you'd like to help with our Podbean subscription cost, which rolls around once a year. Yes, please. Yes, yeah, we are two poor people who, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do you do you not do you cost the immigration these days moving between Canada and the UK? Oh, oh goodness me! It's it's tough times out here, people. It is tough times. But yeah, all right. Thanks. I've been Pex, and I've been Abigail. Bye bye. Bye humans. Bye.